Good morning and welcome to the Berean Post devotional podcast, where we take a deep dive into the scriptures to find new insights and practical application for our modern lives. I'm your host, Duane, and I'm absolutely thrilled to have you with us today. Each day we'll explore a different passage from the Bible, unpacking its meaning and exploring how it can guide our lives for today. So grab your Bible, your favorite drink, and get ready for an exciting journey of discovery. And if you want to stay up to date on all of our latest podcasts and blogs, be sure to check out brilliantpost.ca. Also, join our Facebook group where we call ourselves Bright Future Bible Freaks, and we have a lot of fun there together. But right now, we're going to get started and jump right into today's devotional. Hey friends, good morning and welcome to another episode of the Berean Post um, devotional podcast. We have been going through Colossians chapter 2 and we're reading uh, verses 1 to 10. This is part 4 of this particular pericope. I'm just going to go ahead and jump right in. Paul writes to the Colossians and he starts in verse 1, chapter 2, by saying, For I want you to know what great conflict I have for you and for those in Laodicea, and as for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love and attaining all the riches of the fullness assurance of assurance of understanding, to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both the Father and of Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Now this I say, lest anyone should deceive you with persuasive words. For though I am absent in the flesh, yet I am present with you in the spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. As you therefore have received of Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the traditions of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him, who is the head of all principality and power. Here in Colossians chapter 2, Paul warns the Colossian Christians to be wary of false teachers that might lead them astray from their faith in Christ. He specifically mentions two types of instruction, one philosophy and the second tradition. (laughs) So with regards to philosophy, Paul's not speaking of all philosophy in general, but of a particular type of of uh, philosophy that was prevalent in his time. This philosophy is characterized by a reliance merely on human reason without any regard for divine revelation or the teachings of Jesus Christ. These philosophies often led to a denial of God's existence or even the rejection of the central tenets of Christianity. Various philosophical schools and traditions were prevalent during Paul's time, especially in the Greco-Roman world. The two most prominent philosophical schools were the Stoics and the Epicureans, 
who held different views on the nature of reality, ethics, and the divine. However, it's still not um, clear uh, exactly if Paul is referring to, or what particular school, rather, of philosophy Paul's referring to here in Colossians Colossians chapter 2. Nevertheless, scholars have suggested that the philosophy Paul warns against in in chapter 2 may have been a form of um, uh, syncretism, mixing uh, different religious and philosophical, this, this was a mixing of the different philosophical and religious ideas. This syncretic um, uh, philosophy may have incorporated elements of Judaism, Greek philosophy, and pagan mysticism, and was likely influenced by, a Gnostic, by the Gnostic teachings that were prevalent in many of the early Christian communities. Now, as a side note, Gnostic Gnosticism was basically the combination of Egyptian religion and, and um, mysticism with Greek uh, philosophy, as I understand it. Now, according to some scholars, this uh, syn- the, the synchronistic philosophy emphasized attaining uh, spiritual knowledge, or what they called gnosis, and they often they claimed this to be a secret or higher knowledge that was really only available to the elite or a select few. They claimed that such knowledge would liberate individuals from the physical world's limitations and connect them with the divine. However, this knowledge was not based on a revelation of Jesus or who he was, but on mere human reason or mystical experiences and often led, as I said, to the rejection of the basic teachings of Christianity, such as the belief of the resurrection and the, um, the deity of Christ. Therefore, it's plausible that Paul was warning the Colossians against this synchronistic philosophy that was prevalent in their time. Um, at, like I said, that relied on human reason and led to a denial of the tenets of the Christian faith. Now, with regards to traditions, we can look at historical references and context from that particular period of time to understand the specific sets of tradition that Paul referred to in Colossians chapter 2. So various religious and philosophical traditions were prevalent in the Greco-Roman world, including the first century. And some of these traditions included the Jewish traditions that, you know, there were different types of Jewish sects, um, but all of them held to their distinct rules and practices. And they included things like circumcision, circumcision, rather dietary laws and observing the Sabbath. Then you have Greek philosophy. And there's many types of Greek philosophical schools, but the two prominent ones, as I said, were the Stoics and the Epicureans with their own philosophical beliefs. They they each had their own philosophical beliefs and practices. On top of that, we had things like the mystery religions, and these were cults that were very popular in the Greco-Roman world. They involved secret initiation ceremonies and rituals that were believed to provide the initiate with special knowledge and spiritual insight. Now, and again, um, I made reference to the Gnostics and their teachings basically were philosophical teachings that were characterized by a belief in, again, secret knowledge that could only be attained through, um, you know, mystical revelation. So likely the specific set of traditions that Paul referred to in Colossians chapter two combined these various religious philosophical traditions. 
these traditions were being promoted by certain false teachers who were trying to lure uh, Colossians away from the teachings of Christ. And Paul warns the Colossians to be cautious of these false teachers and not to be taken captive by them. Paul was cautioning against traditions that focused on the external practices rather than on the internal transformation of the heart. And this is evidenced in evident in in verses, uh, for instance, 16 and 17, where Paul specifically states, let no one judge you in food or drink or regarding a festival or a new moon or Sabbath, which are shadow of the things to come, but the substances of Christ. So here Paul emphasizes that these external practices were merely, were merely shadows of the truth. In addition to these teachings, Paul warns against being led by led astray by the basic principles of the world, and this likely refers to the shared cultural values and beliefs of the time, which were often contrary to the, the teachings of Christ, much like we experience in our in our culture today. So the Apostle Paul warns the Colossians about the dangers of false teachers who infiltrate the church and distort the gospel with pers- with persuasive arguments and deceptive practices. This warning is still prevalent to Christians today. And frankly, we must be vigilant to guard against false teachings that undermine the gospel simplicity. Well, how do we do that? We can guard against these threats by deepening our own understanding of the Bible and seeking guidance from the Holy Spirit and wise counsel from mature believers. We must also strive to live lives that reflect the gospel's truth and not compromise on essential facts. So Paul's warning is particularly relevant to the early church, which faced theological threats that added or subtracted from the simple message of salvation through faith in Christ alone. But still today, as believers, we must hold fast to the gospel's truth and to preserve it for future generations by being rooted in our faith and continually seeking to grow in our knowledge and understanding of God's word. The scripture passages such as Matthew uh, chapter 7 verse 15 or Matthew chapter 24 verse 24 or for instance Galatians chapter 1 1 to 6 warn against false prophets and those who seek to distort the gospel. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of the Brian Post Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed our discussion and it's brought you some encouragement and insight. Hey, if you want to stay up to date with all of our latest blogs, posts, and podcast episodes, be sure to visit brianpost.ca and subscribe. Don't forget to share our website with your friends who might need some inspiration or motivation. You can also join our community of bright future Bible freaks on Facebook. Until next time, may peace and blessings abound in your home.